Hey, welcome back to Morrison Heights Family Connect. It's the podcast of Morrison Heights Baptist Church. I'm Tim Peabody, and our guest today is Dr. Beth Masters, who leads the chaplaincy at uh, Mississippi Correctional Facilities. I almost got your title right. Tell us what your real <laughs> title is. So I'm the statewide chaplain for Mississippi Department of Corrections. Yeah, Work with all of our facilities throughout the state and their chaplains. And then my other big role is that I'm the director of the Extension Center for New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary at Central Mississippi Correctional Facility, where we have 23 women enrolled pursuing a Bachelor of Arts in Christian Ministry. Well, that's exciting. We know about what you're doing there because one of your teachers, uh, Bethany England, uh, is part of our church. And also because when you were working at Mississippi College, uh, we worked a lot with your office and just have known you for a long time. So we love what you're doing and uh, are happy to hear about it. I invited you on the podcast this week because I saw you in the newspaper. The Clarion Ledger said you're starting a church. Well, is that the right way to say it? There is a new church starting. You're involved. And it's, uh, it's at the correctional facility. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Well, there's two things going on there. First is we have broken ground and are starting to build a new chapel. So it'll be an interfaith chapel where every spiritual community is going to be able to worship. So we will have times that we have Christian communities there, Catholic communities, Muslim communities, our Jewish communities, any, um, any community of faith within the prison system will be able to have time there to have their worship and their time of faith together. So that's the physical building that was in the Clarion Ledger and that has been out. The more exciting part from the seminary side of things, um, and I think is probably what y'all are more interested in, is that we have planted six churches already. Yeah, that's what I saw. (laughs) So we've already planted six churches in the last year. They're just over a year old. And so we have three churches for men and three churches for women. So every housing area... Um, throughout the prison has its own church that is led by residents. So the pastor is wearing the very same stripes and shirt that says MDOC convict on the back as the people that are sitting in their, in their congregation. So the worship leaders, the discipleship people, the ones who are taking up the tithe or collecting um, attendance, everyone there is a resident. Wow. So are some of those, some of the people leading those churches, uh, people that you're training through your seminary program? Yes. Are all of them people you're training? They they are. Wow. So basically anybody who is going to be one of the church leaders has to go through seminary. Mm -hmm. And so the men go through seminary at Parchman. And up there we've got the men's facility that has been set up, I believe it's over 15 years old for seminary there. And you're not over the Parchman Seminary Program, are you? Not the seminary program there, no. Who leads that program? Johnny Bly. So Dr. Bly is over that program. And um, he's got about 50 students in the program right now. And we're constantly trying to get those men graduated so we can send them out as missionaries throughout the state. So when someone graduates um, from the seminary program, they have an option to become a field minister. And if there's somebody who has proven themselves and who we see has some kind of entrepreneurial spirit to them, things like that, we would invite them to a full-time position with the chaplain's department. Wow. And so then they would come and like the guys with us at CMCF arrive at the office between 8 and 8.30. They work till 5 or 5.30 every day. Um, this is while they're incarcerated. Oh, yeah. So this, this is not after they yeah, got so out. Yeah, so it's not a job. It's, it's not like a paying job that they come to. It is their, it, but it is their job, what they do every day. Wow. 
They help with things from death notifications if someone's had a family member die to a wellness check. Hey, mom called and you're just not doing well. Um, to attendance records for their churches, to making the calendars for the whole compound and what's going to happen from religious programming. Um, they help with just office work. They design flyers and bulletins, all the things that we would do in a church. Hmm. And then they help through the chaplain's office. And so we need more field ministers. So as they graduate, if there's someone we feel like can do the job. Then they're invited and ask if they want to go on a missionary journey. And so a missionary journey lasts two years. You go with at least one other person to another facility in the state. And your job there is to plant churches, to, to do discipleship, and to work with the chaplain's office. So I'm guessing this sounds like a whole new world to most of the people listening to this podcast. Uh, but this is not uncharted territory for NOBTS at it's all, not. is it? No. Uh, you weren't involved in the work in Louisiana, right? I, I was in behind the scenes. The At the prison. Uh, what was the prison called? I'm sorry. So there's two there. Um, so Angola. Yeah. Um, which is Louisiana State Penitentiary, is where we began. Um, and NOBTS has a long history there. Yes, yes. Um, what's the other? Uh, so, goodness, about 25 prison? years ago is when Burl Kane asked the seminary to come and to start a Bible college. Yeah. And then Louisiana um, Correctional Institute for Women, LCIW, okay. is where the women's program is. So I taught in that program. I and. Then for Angola, I actually did all of their control sheets or kind of their transcript evaluations, all those kind of things down on main campus no when I worked in their office. So, so I, you you got a little Louisiana training, and now, am I wrong that Burl Kane is also over Mississippi prisons now? Oh, yes. He's our commissioner. So he has experience working within OBTS, and you got some training in, in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and now things are really hopping. They are. So he was the warden at Angola, and when he went there, it was the bloodiest prison in the country. Yeah. And most people did not survive their first few nights. Goodness. um, From what the stories are told. And um, through just, he would tell you he loved his mama and he loved Jesus and did what his mama said, which was to love people well. And in doing that, um, began to to try to reach for moral rehabilitation is what he calls it. And so mm-hmm. um, as Christians, we believe that's Jesus. But at the same time, if someone needs to find um, something that, that's outside of themselves, really, just morality in some way, mm-hmm. then we're going to start there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, again, as Christians, we pray that they find Jesus in the process. Sure. Um, however, as a state entity, making sure that everybody has options when it comes to their faith. and um, But he saw that Jesus in seminary was how men's lives were being changed hmm. and went from what was considered the bloodiest prison in the country to the most reformed prison in the country. And so after retirement, decided if the Lord could do that in one place, and he was a part of that in one prison, could we do that in an entire state of prisons? And so that is the goal, is that we are going to turn the ship completely around and make Mississippi Department of Corrections a place where um, where good is happening and and good things are are said and our people have purpose Mm -hmm. and our people um, have their own community inside that they value and that they take care of each other. And we're seeing that even in churches. Um, One of our women's churches at Christmas wanted to reach out to their population, um, everyone in their housing area. 
and they had the new, kind of the, uh, we call them the unclassified. So people who just come into the system and haven't gotten completely situated as to where they're going to be housed for their sentence. And um, they decided that the thing they needed were noodles and noodle recipes. So packs of ramen noodles you can buy on Canteen. And then they have developed their own recipes to make everything from teriyaki noodles to chocolate noodles. <laughs> and so they gave every woman in that area three packs of noodles and three noodle recipes. But what that means is that they had to, as a church, save their own money or give up their noodles. And so the way our people tithe is through canteen. So you buy an extra pack of noodles and it goes in the tithe box. Or you buy an extra stick of deodorant and it goes in the tithe box. Huh. So that when the people in your church need something you as the church are providing it. Wow. It's a whole new world. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So so outside most of our experience. Um, yes. What's, what's the most common question people ask you about your work? It's got to be, is it scary, right? Yeah, that's, yeah it really is. It's I was trying to think if dangerous. there's anything else. No, but it, is it scary? Um, there have been two times that I have been fearful in the prison. And one was in my first month. And I went into a building that there were no lights on, and I shouldn't have gone into it. Um, I was told the people I was trying to meet were there, so I was going to meet some staff. They had already left the building. Um, but one of the sweet moments is I realized later one of my students, when I was teaching one of the men's classes, he stood outside his building and watched me go in that building to make sure I found my people. And when I didn't, he was standing outside and just put his hand up and waved me to him. Nice. He watched to make sure I got where I needed to go. Hmm. And I was scared because I realized it was an old kitchen and there were like, in my head, there was knives hanging places, like a regular kitchen. But <laughs> that doesn't happen in a prison kitchen. They're all locked and <laughs> things. Yeah, and so um, I think it was more my imagination than anything else. Yeah. Um, and then a couple other times that it's just been uncomfortable when um, certain names get said or, um, you know, you're called things or men are, there's lots of men and it's just you. And you're like, what in the world am I doing here? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, just the Lord's protection in that. But also as someone from the free world, which is anyone outside of prison, um, there's a respect as a woman, there's a respect. And especially as a chaplain, yeah. um, they're pretty much going to take care of the chaplains. That's good. Um, so I've had my few moments, but nothing too bad. Well, uh, I'm glad, and we still think you're very brave. <laughs> you know, it's a scary thought. I'm sure you have had, you know, when you were going into this, I'm sure there were times you thought, should I do this? This sounds scary. I'll be honest, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> so when I taught in Louisiana, I will never forget my mom going with me one day to, um, I don't know if it was a graduation, some kind of celebration. And we went to leave, and as I had been teaching there, they let us just come and go. From the front gate, they'd call, hey, teacher's coming back, and they'd be waiting on us at the chapel. But we weren't always escorted because there were guards along the way who mm -hmm. watched us get where we needed to go. This particular time, they were walking us to and from because there were lots of guests there. And Mom and I are ready to leave. Mm -hmm. So I just started walking. And, oh, that guard came running. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'll never forget getting to the car and mom just looked at me and she said, you are way too comfortable here. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> so 
So from that day on, I had to call when I went in the gate and when I came out of the gate because mm-hmm. mom was a little too worried. Well, there was one day I went to the Hines County, uh, I don't know, the the Raymond Jail, mm-hmm. and I was with uh, with Ray Jones, who passed away this last year. Um, but he would do prison ministry all the time. I went with him like once or twice. Mm-hmm. The guy was fearless. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Come volunteer with us, and uh, we'll, we'll help he, you with that. He was a lot smaller than me, too, but he was not afraid. Uh, it's a good thing. Aww. And I would just say, also, um, as a church that just loves its community, if you guys ever wanted to come and and see what we're doing, um, we can let people come in and see what's happening. Or if you guys have people who want to come and be a part of what God is doing. I mean, we are truly seeing a third of our population is engaging in church on a weekly basis. Wow. We have seen um, over 300 people come for baptism in the last year. 300? Yes. We are seeing God move women who come in looking at the floor because they feel like they're worthy of nothing, who after a few weeks of coming to church are holding their head high and saying, I have worth and I value. Mm -hmm. Um, We're seeing men who were the assassins of gangs, who are now the pastors and the leaders. Uh, Men and women who have done things that you and I would go, how in the world? Um, and as much as our theology says, yes, God can redeem everyone, we'd be going, are, are you sure about right. that one? <laughs> are you sure? Mm-hmm. And God's going, yeah, that's exactly who I want to use. Mm-hmm. There are names that if I name them right now, you go, there's no way. But they are the men and the women who are leading our churches. Wow. So one of the ladies who desperately wants to be in seminary was raised in a way um, that you and I would would cry and shed many tears over. Hmm. However, the Lord has gotten a hold of her life. And even today she said, Dr. Masters, you know I want in seminary. You know I want to know more of God. And holding her Bible in her hand just said, this is the only thing that's kept me out of Max. This is the only thing that keeps me going. I want to know more. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Well, I also need to know, are you still baking? Because last time I ate something that you baked, it was one of the best cupcakes I've ever had. I baked banana walnut muffins this morning. Oh, you are still baking. Oh, yes. Yes. They're actually letting me help teach a culinary class right now. No kidding. I bet you love that. I have a ball with that. Um, It's ladies who want nothing to do with seminary. Most of them want nothing to do with church. Mm -hmm. And so it's a whole different group of ladies I get to interact with once a week. That's awesome. And teach how to bake and decorate cakes and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. Um, One day there will be a bakery. I don't know when, where, any of those details, but someday. That's cool. There's no chance they'll get to watch this podcast, is there? Because if so, I want to tell them, learn from this lady. There's no better <laughs> no better baker out there. Although, although I do have to say you're tied with Sharon Prather. She works at our office and makes the best cakes. So I can't I can't put you above Sharon. Okay, but I'll take that. Y'all, y'all are neck and neck. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, that's cool. Do you have a verse or anything you'd like to share with us today? So one of my favorite verses is at the end of Habakkuk. Like everybody, you love Habakkuk. You know, why not? (laughs) Um, But at the end is where he just, God is promising, he just says, um, Habakkuk looks at him and says, like, yet the fig tree withers, yet there's no cattle, yet all these things, yet there's devastation, yet there's nothing. I will still praise the Lord. 
And I think especially in prison, we get to a place of yet there's no freedom. Yet I can't go where I want and eat what I want. Yet I can't wear what I want. Yet I can't go to sleep or wake up when I want. Yet my addiction is ruling my world. Yet my children are not with me any longer. Yet mama died and I can't go. Yet the bad news keeps coming. Yet whatever. I will still choose to praise the Lord. And that's what I see every day. Is yet the fig tree withers. I will still choose to praise the Lord. That's good. Well, thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast with us today. Uh, we like to end in prayer. Can I pray for Absolutely. you now? I uh, want to pray specifically for your work there. And we do want to remember also uh, Kelly Myers in our church who lost her husband, Jacob, uh, this last week. So we're remembering her. Let me pray. Lord, thank you for Dr. Masters and the work that she's doing through the seminary and through the prison system. Uh, we're just grateful for the great work that you're doing there. For 300 people uh, making a profession of faith and being baptized for... Uh, people finding a new path in life. Uh, we're thankful, Lord, for just the the ladies who get to take her cooking class and uh, find a find a change through that. I pray, Lord, that you'll protect her, that you'll give her wisdom, and that you'll guide her by your Spirit. And for each of these students and pastors in training, pastors, everyone involved in. Uh, her work. We just ask your blessing on what they do. And we pray, Lord, that you'll use her to bring lasting change and transformation in our state. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Mm. Well, Dr. Masters, thanks for coming today. Thanks it's good for to catch me. up with you. It's been a while. Uh, looking forward to seeing what God does through you. And um, if anybody missed the Claire and Ledger article, you should, they should go read about it. Uh, some, some good work y'all are doing, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot more that we're going to hear soon. So keep it up. Thank you. Anything else today? I don't think so. All right. I mean, I can tell stories forever, but... Well, if you got one, you're you don't to have tell. ever. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Morrison Heights Family Connect. It's the podcast Morrison Heights. We love our family. <laughs>